Hi there, friend. Welcome back. We're the Esoteric Geeks After Dark Podcast. Yeehaw! I'm your host, Johnny. The cross from me is my lovely, lovely, talented, intelligent, and, and other descriptors host, <laughs> Sheena Van Cott. Say hi, Sheena. Hi. Oh, That's wasn't it. that just sweet? Bless your heart. <laughs> okay, what else is going on here? You could totally do voiceover work with that shit. Only when I'm drunk. That? I was recently talking just on a fun fact about, uh, to my kid, like my girls. Well, what's funny is like Southern is my weakest accent. Yeah. I think I could do British. And I think I could do pirate really well. Which doesn't necessarily go hand in hand, but... I, I could do posh British. I don't think I could keep up Cockney. Mm. Plus, that's fun that's to say. an example Cockney. of Cockney. Oh, yeah, governor! <laughs> I don't know. They have a really cheery... Oh, I don't know. I wish I had an example of a character that was Cockney, but I can't think of one. I'll look into it, but have you have you dealt with uh, Gullivar on Animal Crossing at all? So there's Gulliver... And there's Gullivar. And now no. there's Gullivar, and yeah, he's no. a pirate, and he brings, he's got a different outfit. and Does he brings like Yoho? So, because they, they came out with the swimming update, yeah. so instead of digging for his communicator parts, you end up swimming for his communicator in general. And he gives you pirate stuff. So cool. I have a pirate dress that I've gotten from him, a pirate barrel, there's a, an eye patch, a, uh, what was the other, boots... All sorts of stuff. But anyway, so when I'm reading what he's what he says, I'm like, I'm going to steal that and I'm going to use it for like a pirate script because I'll read it. Do you have like, an example? I do. Let's see. See if this will get me any work. Because I do love the pirate accent, but I don't have an... Oh, oh, my dad would always say this. And nobody may find it funny but me. But my dad would always be like, Ah, it brings <sighs> tears to me one good eye. <laughs> So that's my best pirate. So I, I don't know. And I actually saved some of his dialogue just so I could use it as like a means of <laughs> a voiceover reel, you know, because I want to create. Whoop, I want to create a reel. I know my cords are all over the place. I want to create a reel, and this I think I could do. So here he says, "I think ye with all me heart, matey." I think ye with all me heart, matey. With extra cherries on top, even. Now I can contact me faithful crew. Why is the rum always gone? he says, Avas ye lily-livered sea dogs, tis I, your beloved captain, who makes things happen. Happen. Oh, God. <laughs> That's beautiful. I know. And then he says, I had another bad spill, so you best change course and come pick me up. Here be me coordinates. Come grab me booty. And then uh, be quick about it or I'll buckle your swashes for good, so says <laughs> Captain Gullivar. Our winky face send. You think he'd, <laughs> he'd threaten keel hauling because, you know, it doesn't sound bad unless you know what it is. I know. It's pretty good, though. So <laughs> I, I saved some of it just so I could use it, you know, to make a, a reel for... So, Stefan, we know you're listening. Get us some <laughs> no, pirate Stephane, work, I've already, <laughs> I already have to... I've already been talking to Stefan about doing some voiceover stuff. He said he By was By the way, gonna, if we can post a link to it, we should post a link to his... Uh, I've already shared the crap out of it. The Boys okay. Town. No, 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 no. The, uh, the, the Crash Bandicoot thing he just did. Oh, no. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, he posted it on his in his Facebook. Anyway, this is this isn't the Stefan podcast as much as he deserves it. <laughs> no, it's a, we talk about him enough on here. It totally could be a we totally a don't podcast crush on Stefan. Completely 
completely dedicated to Stefan Watson. <laughs> if you don't follow Stefan Watson, you should. Or the back the backflip back guy on guy. Instagram. Yeah. yeah, no joke. He came in to do an audition for Boys Town and did a total backflip right there on the spot. It was fantastic. It was pretty and cool. He's, so and it, he's growing some facial hair and he looks fucking. <laughs> he looks great, dude. You look great. I'm yeah. not kidding. I'll have to show you the Boys Town stuff. You haven't. I don't think you've seen it yet. But anyway, we should <laughs> we should stop focusing on our our yeah, friend and crush. Totally get to the reason why we're on here. Sorry, <laughs> Stefan. We got to move on. But so today. We have, I mean, Johnny Tuero. He already introduced me. Hi, I'm Johnny. Johnny. You can find me on the stuff with the thing. Yeah, so good luck finding Johnny. And then me, you know, of course. I'm easy to find. The only Sheen of Ancott the, the only world. Sheen of Ancott probably on, in the world, or at least the only one on Facebook or Twitter or any of that stuff, which is cool. I dig it. I think I'm going to start going by Sheena V instead of my whole name. Okay. Just for multimedia purpose or film purpose or whatever it be. Because, you know, I'm going to be famous. I tell everybody that once I sign a receipt when I buy something. I say, hang on to that because I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Who knows? You never know. I won't be famous. So today, the whole point of our recording, I mean, it's been a while since we've had consistent podcasts. We know. We've, we've, we've done been some trying videos. to give you guys some videos or other content. We want to get more popular. And so if you guys uh, would do us a favor and, and tell your friends or family or whoever you think might be interested yeah. in hearing what we talk about or what we dish out or whatever. If you can like, like. If you can subscribe, that'd yeah, be great. Like, if you subscribe. could give us a good rating, that would like, probably We love help. the likes. We love all that. But we would love to get that many listeners. That would be cool. Right. So, you know, or, or give us feedback and let us know what we're not doing that you would like us to do. That would be awesome, too. But on a happier note, uh, we've done a couple spotlights. Um Adam Driver, uh, Star Wars in general, because right. we talk about Star Wars enough. And, and on, on a simple little note of Star Wars or even the Marvel Universe, our spotlight today is related to all that, in fact, which is oh, just, yeah. just kind of ironic. But uh, today we're doing Natalie Portman. We're doing Natalie Portman. We are not that lucky. <laughs> that is true. We are not. So the first thing I saw... Natalie Portman in was her first film appearance, and that was the professional later. It was the director's cut. It was Lee on the professional. Lee on the professional, yeah. Which. 1994. She was 10 years old. It's still I one of my favorite movies. I mean. Yes, absolutely. This came out in the era of uh, Speed. Now, Speed was much more of a action adventure movie. Excuse me. I know we're all burping. I'm, I'm reeling from hot peanuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully you've seen that video. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see the, the if not, it's coming. nuts video here soon on YouTube, if not already. So this this movie was directed by uh, Luc Besson, starring Jean Renault and Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Who oh, who is phenomenal. We and will do a spotlight on oh, Gary Oldman sure. because he has been my favorite for a long time. And then Natalie Portman as a 10-year-old. I mean, she, I don't think she plays... Uh, I don't think she plays a... Sorry. I think she plays a 14-year-old in Leon the She still plays very young. Like, I think 10 or 11 or 12, I'm thinking. Because I think she's 10 in real I'd life. I'd have to go back and watch it. it. But it says, so oh, young. here, it says a 12-year-old girl. But I yeah. think she's actually 10 when she films it. But she's, she's tall. And anyway, the way, the way she she's shows so emotion, she's and like, she's such a little yeah. badass in that. So if you haven't seen Leon the Professional, it's from 94. Well, Check and, it out. And the professional versus Leon the Professional are different cuts and have a slightly yep. different narrative. Uh, it may be creep Oh, and this actually says the original title was just Leon. Oh. Not in America. Yeah, maybe but, it, maybe when it was released in... Uh, 
See, the, the difference between the American versions was the professional uh, was what we got theatrically. Leon the professional was more of a director's cut where there was kind of this unfortunately creepy romance between the middle-aged hitman and the 12-year-old girl. Mm. No, it, it never got graphic, but right. she definitely, you know, caught some feelings. It's ugh, it's cringy. It's cringy. <laughs> oh, and Gary Oldman, who plays the villain, essentially. Is, yeah, I, this isn't about him, but he was phenomenal. It has to be one of the best roles that he's ever done. Yeah. But just a quick kind of recap or, or summary of what this particular film is about. It's after the father, stepmother, stepsister, and little brother are killed by her father's employers. The 12-year-old daughter yeah, of a drug an, mule. Yeah. The 12-year-old daughter of an abject drug dealer manages to take refuge in the apartment of a professional hitman who, at her request, teaches her the methods of his job so she can take her revenge on the corrupt DEA agent who ruined her life, which is Gary Oldman. So (laughs) if you haven't seen that particular film, you should definitely watch it, especially if you're a fan of Natalie Portman, because it was the first acting credit that she has on IMDb. And she's great. And she's fucking phenomenal. For a 10-year-old? Yeah, 10 years old. Um, more recently, though, what we wanted to kind of discuss, we all know she's in, you know, Star Wars. Well, you, you saw, like, oh, what were the rom not rom-coms, but, like, Where where the Heart Is. Or, where the Heart Is is her. See, I didn't see that. I wasn't into that type of movie in that era. There, there was one she did with Ashley Judd. That might have been Ashley it. Ashley Judd. So, yeah, and it's it's definitely very, like, chick-flicky. It's, it's... She, didn't she, wasn't she in Red State with Zach Braff? I don't remember. Let's see. Uh, Where the Heart Is was in 2000. Yeah. Um, she, she of course, did the Star Wars prequels, which... Star Wars. She was in Mars Attacks. Do you remember that? I don't remember her in that. No. There were so many names Mars in Attacks, that. Mars Attacks, 1996. It's very true. There was so many fucking... Yeah, Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close. <laughs> it had, like, everybody in it, for God's sake. I know. Sake. It's crazy. I think everyone but Sam Jackson. Yep. Uh, we can't forget about V for Vendetta, which is a oh. fucking phenomenal movie. She played Another Evie. one that if you haven't, yeah. yep, if you haven't seen it, yeah, definitely she, like, fucking that, watch that it. That was that was the unfortunate thing about Star Wars is I don't know if it was the directing or what, but everything in that in those movies was so except for Obi Wan, right, was so wooden. Mm-hmm. Like, I even, still loved her in it, but I oh, didn't yeah. feel like it was to her. It was, her, she was abilities, more strengths, yeah. Her, yeah, her abilities were so much more than that. So Leon the Professional, huge example of what her capability as an actress is. Yeah. Um, uh, v for Vendetta, dedication yeah. all the way through. Um, she's in like, that. When, when she shows emotions in movies like V for Vendetta, I feel what she's yeah. feeling. Or even uh, um, Jane, Jane Got a Gun, we yeah. watched recently, the two of us. Yeah, so to prepare for this episode, we watched two this. movies we hadn't seen, which were mm-hmm. Jane Got a Gun and Black Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan I've wanted to see for years, and I just never got around to seeing it, and I really wish I would have a long time ago, because it was very much worth it. I think we'll get into Black Swan in the second half, because I yeah. think we have a that lot That one's got a lot more to, to talk say about. about. Um, yeah, but, we kind of slept on that one, and I regret it now. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hugo Weaving and Natalie Portman are like kind of the main two characters in V for Vendetta. So again, if you haven't seen right. it, check it out. Especially if you're a fan of Hugo Weaving. He's phenomenal. Um, now, I don't know if he's the dude on screen in the mask or if he's just the voice. I don't. He, he is both as far okay. as I know. I, I do think I did end up looking that up hey, at some point. That's fun just fact, what though, I do. <laughs> Hugo Weaving's niece is in Bill and Ted Face the Music. 
She plays one of the daughters. I can't remember which one. Mm. So there you go. I'll watch she, it. She had to. She had to act with the man that killed her uncle mm. in the Matrix. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good in that too. I love Hugo Weaving. We might have to do a Hugo Weaving. Yeah, we have so many spotlights we can. There's do. a lot of stuff we could do to talk about him. Um, Avengers, of course, we know she's Thor. She's Thor, Jane Dark Foster World. in Thor, and, and she's she's gonna be. Lady Thor, and she's gonna be Thor, yeah, yeah. She's which I, which I I'm very lie. excited was, about. And so she was in Thor, which was directed by uh, Kevin Brana, I believe. And then she signed on for Thor: The Dark World, which was supposed to be directed by Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman, among other things. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reasons, Patty Jenkins didn't end up being a part of that movie. And that's where she, uh, Jane Foster, uh, Jane Foster, good God, Natalie Portman. She is Jane Foster. <laughs> Natalie Portman lost her her taste for it. She still did the movie, yeah. but she wasn't in Ragnarok. They had to use recycled footage for uh, oh, like archive Endgame. Yeah, yeah. So but then she was she was uh... because she was excited to and, and rightfully so in my opinion to work with a female director because besides Patty Jenkins and Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't name another major female director, and that's yeah. and that's the problem. There's I'm sure there are plenty a lot of them, of males. Mm-hmm. but they're like they just there's just there's not that representation. Yeah, no, I've I've actually had a big conversation about female representation in the film industry or even the film critic world uh, with um, Adam. Shit, I'm blanking on his last name right now. Uh, he is a film critic. He's gonna be like. Are you talking about me if he listens to this? You can't remember my last name, you jerk. I feel like such a dude. When you say that, the only person I think of is McDonald. McDonald. Yep. Oh, really? That's you exactly. Him. That's what no, I wanted yeah. to say, but I didn't want to be I'm going like, to have to tell him to listen to this because he's going to be like, you're both idiots. But <laughs> Adam McDonald. I didn't want to say the wrong guy. <laughs> no, same. But so we've had, and in fact, his. I'm looking at his Facebook. His cover photo right here is from Jimmy Martin's uh, memorial service. We went and watched Back to the Future 2 as kind of our send-off to jimmy martin and i'm in this photo right here so that was pretty cool but uh anyway so uh, i've talked to him about like can can at some point we do a back to the future spotlight we should i would i would love love that but that's not what this is (laughs) but anyway i had a conversation with him about female representation in the film industry as a whole hi adam and hi adam (laughs) and he thinks he thinks the same thing he thinks that there's just not enough point of view or perspective from females and and i'm one particularly that that would love to direct uh eventually or uh film maybe both you know film well, cinematography and, and, and that's and what direct that, at the same that's time. what kills me i'm like i don't care if you're cis male cis female you know gender fluid it, whatever yeah. I, I don't trans male trans female whatever you identify yeah whatever as. whatever you identify as Talent is talent, yep. and we need to absolutely break down this goddamn boys club mm-hmm. and let talent shine. Yeah, for sure. Also, while we're here, hey, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ plus Lives Matter, and fuck Harvey Weinstein. Yep, and if you guys disagree with any of that, you can stop listening now. That's like, fine. Yeah, go ahead and dislike us right now. <laughs> go for it. We don't, it's not going to be a miss. Th- th- this isn't a political thing. This no. is This is fucking people. This is huge. These are people. Humanity, yeah. 
Absolutely. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, get back, off my to the, back to the message. <laughs> I I would like to think Natalie would Portman Natalie Portman would support that statement. Support that. I don't know why yeah, the fuck absolutely. I was going with that. Look, she was on Angie Tribeca, which I need to give another chance. I what think. is that? That's um, Andrew Tribeca. It stars. Um, why am I blanking? Rashida Jones, who Ooh, is I like her quite a bit. Who is she's in Quincy the Jones's Office. daughter. She's in Parks and Rec. She's yes. in the Muppets. Yeah, she is the daughter of a, a famous singer. Um, super talented, gorgeous, of course. Oh yeah, she's and she is actually. I've watched a little bit of of Angie Tribeca. She's hilarious. She does that total slapstick naked gun type comedy, and it's fucking hilarious. So yeah. that's another thing. We're getting off task here, but we're at 17 and a half minutes, so we're going to take, a quick, take a quick break. And honestly, on, on the second half, we're probably mostly going to talk about Jane has a gun a little bit, but mostly Black mostly Swan. Because like I said... Swan, yeah. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, but we kind of slept on it. But, yeah. oh my God, that movie. I really wish I would have watched it a lot sooner. So in the second half, we're going to talk mostly about the two films we watched in in order to prepare yeah. for this. So we will be right so back. grab a drink, grab a snack, stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, friends. So we're still talking about Natalie Portman today, and we're going to focus on the two movies we watched this week in preparation. Correction. We're going to try and focus. Okay. Let's be real. No promises. <laughs> None. Definitely no promises. So the first one we watched was Jane Got a Gun, which came out, I think, five years ago. It's a uh, drama western. <clears throat> it's got Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor. Which I, when I watched the trailer, I had no idea that was Ewan McGregor. Came he does out a, in 2015. He does a, yeah, he does a really good american accent he does but he the thing that surprised me was like i don't you don't really see him as a villain much we did in birds of prey yeah so he was definitely a villain there but you really don't see you and mcgregor as a villain very often he's he's fucking young obi-wan he's and he's, he's yeah he's a beautiful man moulin rouge and yeah. and all that stuff and he's usually the good guy so it was really I weird i never did you see train spotting but this isn't you and mcgregor episode yeah yeah we'll do that too i think that's worthy but uh Joel Edgerton. Yeah, he played. Oh, I forget his name. Dan Frost. Yeah, Dan. And then Ewan McGregor is John Bishop, Noah Emmerich, Bill Hammond. So I was actually impressed with him because he's kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, the only thing I remember seeing him in was The Truman Show. Yeah. He's he's good in that too. He was but, the buddy in The Truman Show. But he's he's just. Yeah, Truman Show. He's just not like. I'm not blown away by him really, but yeah. this one I was actually, even though he's kind of in bed the whole time, I thought he was really good. So, so the movie is basically, and if you don't want to know, I, I, I don't know why you're listening to this. <laughs> so, it's about Natalie. She Portman. she plays uh, Natalie Portman plays Jane. You know, she's married. She lives in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico in the in the old west in like the 1880s, mm -hmm. I think. And her husband comes home, like, shot to hell, falls off his horse. He's oh, in a bad so many way. shots in yeah. the back, yeah. And, and it kind of tells, it's a narrative that's told in the present day and then flashbacks for, you know, when it's pertinent, which is a, a medium I actually kind of like. It's probably not for everybody, you know, but they tell you what you need to know when it affects the story. Right. 
I actually didn't know it was when it was flashing back, so that's something that I would critique. Maybe it would the, always the say difference between time wasn't very. It would usually apparent. say yeah. I think I, as I recall, I don't remember it saying, but I could be wrong. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, and so did I. So I enjoyed it though. I thought it yeah. was really good, and and there's, Ewan, there's Ewan not McGregor a, was better than I thought he would be. And there's Natalie, not a ton of dialogue. I, it, it leaves a lot of acting into the expressions, which yes. she, where she excels. She does. So, and that's something I was going to speak to earlier, is that she's, there's that emotion where she finds out some bad news, right? Oh my God, that was heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. And she's always been, since the professional, yeah. she's been very good at that. She's she's always an emotional, you can tell she puts Reminds me of, that uh, dedication into things. Krasinski in The Quiet Place. He was so, so good in that movie, as far as that goes. I don't know what that is. The Quiet Place? We, we oh, Quiet that. Place. I thought you said Quiet Boys. I was like, what's Quiet Boys? That's a Duran Duran song. Who's Quiet Krasinski? Boys. <laughs> Quiet Place is fantastic. I'm cutting you off. Anyway, I know. I'm no, she like she like she wears her emotions she does. so, so well. And she does it, yeah, she does it very well. I mean, so, so, so if you're watching this movie, don't expect a lot of action. There really isn't a whole lot. It's, it's dialogue, it's until, feelings, it's a drama. Until it gets closer to the end of the film. Yeah, and, and you it, do and get to see some action. And that's the thing I really enjoyed. I'm not going to, I'm trying, I mean, I'm gonna not, not trying to spoil this too much. I know. But I'm the way they, myself. the way they, they, they combat being outnumbered is not by, you know, run and gun and the miracle of movie making. They outsmart them, and, well, that, and I thought that about, was, oh, that was so good. Because the one guy, Dan's character, says something about you need a whole army to go up against these people, yeah. and they end up not rallying together an army, rather just figuring out a way to take out an army, but on their yeah. own, which is crazy awesome. Yeah, they outsmart them, which I think is just, in my mind, a better payoff. You don't see mm -hmm. that. So again, the name of that film is Jane Got a Gun, and the quick summary for it is a woman asks her ex-lover for help in order to save her outlaw husband from a gang out to kill him. Yeah. The so the ex-lover, uh, she left him because he joined the Civil War, which historically was only supposed to, they thought that would last, you know, a few weeks, maybe a couple months, mm -hmm. and lasted much longer than well, that. And she thought he was dead, so, so. she kind of moved on. But, but anyway, so it was really good. It's... Uh, it sits at about 65, 70%, I think. I I would rate it higher than that. I liked it. So like out of 10. I'd give it a solid 8 out of 10. Eight. I'd give it an 80. See, and I'd probably go for a 6 or a 7, yeah. honestly. Just because, I, for one, I'm not big on westerns, but... But this one was actually Seems really cute. good. I like yeah, westerns. and I and I've never really big been been big into westerns, but I did enjoy this one more than I thought I would yeah. just based on the trailer. I don't think the trailer does it any justice. I think that's no. the issue I have with it. But well, when watching the film, we uh, we could do a whole episode on why well, trailers suck. But. Well, and you know why? You know when they have when like all the best parts of the movie are in the trailer and oh, then you go God. to watch the movie and you're like oh, fuck all the best parts of the trailer away the or twist. they've given away way too much yeah. right and i don't feel like they did with this one if anything they didn't give enough they didn't give enough of a, a pull in for me to yeah. want to watch the movie in the first place. i didn't know this movie existed until you told me about it i did well we we talked about doing this episode so i looked right. up her imdb and saw she did a western and i was like all what? in yeah so and she did good. I, I didn't think it would be in her house, like her wheelhouse of stuff that she can. But it, it was, she did really well. And and like I said, it was from 2015. I rented it on Amazon Prime for four bucks. So 
I got it's it the worth library. the four bucks. Yeah, you got it at the library. I'd say I'd say rent it once, watch it, yeah. and if if you loved okay. it, you know, let us going know. even further back to 2010. Again, we slept on this one, and oh my god, Black Swan. I'm dead serious. I really wish that back when people first started telling me that I needed to watch it, that I would have listened. I, because yeah, I kind of have that hipster mentality when people go on and on. I know and on. when they, like, it's like, like you don't well, want to be that fucking. It, it, it's that double edged thing. Like people went on and on and about, on and on and on about Avatar, never saw it, and I don't feel my life is any the poorer. For not know. having seen Avatar. Well, we'll have a whole other conversation yeah. about but Avatar. But... Anyway, that was an example. That was an example. So Black Swan. <laughs> Black Swan. Oh um, my god. Oh my god. Definitely. Uh, here's the quick uh, the summary of what it's about. A committed dancer struggles to maintain her sanity after winning lead role in a production of Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. Which, if you know anything about ballet, Swan Lake is it's like the tops. Like that's the shit that you aim for. This one was done in 2010. It's an hour and 48 minutes. It is rated R. It has some twisted shit in it. Oh, my God. Um, it has a little bit of body horror in it. It's directed by Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Uh, writer Mark Heyman, Andreas Hines. I hope I'm saying that right. Andres? I don't know. Natalie Portman. Andres Hines. Mila Kunis. Vincent Castle. It's a phenomenal film. Barbara Hershey. Absolutely worth every single hour and 48 minutes yeah. i mean it does start off kind of slow um, well, and, and this is like i find myself in a few movies where you, you know you're near the end oh and why not a writer p.s yeah i didn't know she was like, even in it this happened to me with uh i think harry potter and the deathly hallows part one and with this movie mm. you get to a scene and you're like oh my god end it here end it here this is perfect end stop it, here. it now stop it now and they do and they do oh my god <laughs> they really do i don't i don't think that they could have taken it much more than what it ended on yeah um, i think if they pushed it more it would have been disappointing it would have been bad but no it's a phenomenal film so this movie's got like it it, it touches on mental health and ptsd really and abuse and Oh, well, and I'm oh, a, I'm a huge because being someone who suffers from mental illness herself, I I'm a huge advocate. I even told my own psychologist recently that she needs to watch the recent Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix because yeah. because it is something that advocates for those who suffer from mental illness. And I think this is just another one of those strong examples of why we need to well, take mental health so much so, more seriously. So than many do. scenes in this movie, just oh, yeah. like in Joker, I'm like. Is this real? Yes. Is this really no, happening? No, and I honestly had no idea. Yeah. I even told uh, oh, my, I told my boyfriend Jason I don't know what was real and what wasn't, and yeah. I think that that's that's actually <laughs> you it might sound like an annoyance, but no, it was phenomenal the way that they did it's it and the way that they put job. it together. It totally is. And again, I wish so, I wish so, I would have watched it sooner. So she, uh, her character. She, Dude, I can't remember. All I can remember is uh, Mila Kunis was Lily. What was her name? Oh, uh, Nina, Nina Sayers, the Swan Queen. Yeah, so so Nina is this dancer, and excuse me, in a New York dance company. You know, they're doing Swan Lake, and they've had this long time prima ballerina. I think is the mm -hmm. correct term, played by Winona Ryder, who's on her way out because she's old. Like, 
you know. Or at least getting older. Yeah, getting older. She can tell she's, so, and that's kind of where. Old in quotation marks. Winona Ryder kind of steps in in that role as well, where she's kind of retiring from that life because she is getting older. She's more retired. She's definitely already retired or retired. Yeah, so she's like. She's kind of forced She's already the has-been, right? And, And Nina's kind of stepping in as like the new it person for that particular industry. They do show a little bit about how like cutthroat the industry yeah. is, how competitive but it can be, it's how not about hard her. it can be on the mental health of someone. It's not about her trying to best the other dancers. Right. It's about her trying to overcome her self. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. All about trying to triumph over those <clears throat> negative parts about herself that she's always kind of struggled with. You can tell she's got some history of of almost what I gathered was like masochism or something to that effect. So there is some, some just trigger warning for those of you yeah. who have suffered I'm, from I'm like self harm. I'm not like kidding. That. This does have elements there is of a body lot, horror. There's a lot of self harm <laughs> elements or uh, yeah. mental health issues. So if that's something you're uncomfortable with, definitely don't watch it. Right. But, but I do, I do not regret as someone who does suffer with health self harm issues. I don't regret watching it. I did worry about yeah. it, and I think that's honestly what was stopping me a little bit from watching it. But it definitely worth get it overall. Super graphic, but it, it's enough to make you like I was cringing. And there were some parts, yes. There were some Oof. parts where I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I had stop, to kind of like stop. half look no, away. No, don't. Yeah, no, I did, I did, Ugh. and I think that that's that just comes from my own fucked up <laughs> issues. But but well, it wasn't it wasn't done. Okay, never mind. Let me let me backtrack. I think it was done well. <laughs> it was, yes. It was executed very well, and I think that's the trick. It right? gave you With the idea like without going like full on saw. Yeah, it wasn't too over dramatized. It was definitely tastefully done as far it was as not something like that could all. be. Definitely not yeah. romanticized. She's very much a lone wolf, and and it ends perfectly. It ends the way it should. <sighs> And in my opinion, perfect, perfection. perfect ending, which kind of, well, you watch it and you'll see why that's an yeah. amazing statement. I mean, if, if you've seen it, you probably know. You already know. Yeah. Like it, I, I was, she, she won a Tony, I think for it. I'm trying to find the awards just to confirm that, but I think she won, she won some awards for Tony for Broadway. Well, not a Tony. Maybe I'm. It said Tony. Golden, Golden Globe, maybe. Maybe I'm totally maybe, out of my mind. Maybe not an Oscar. I don't know. But I need to find the award so I can freaking figure out what. I thought it was on here. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm losing it. Um, but like, like Mila Kunis plays a, a more minor role as another dancer in this uh, troupe. Isn't the word? Is it? Uh, company. Company. Thank you. And she does a fantastic job. She really does. And well, she's kind it, of the partier. You can well, tell she doesn't and, take it as serious as, as Natalie Portman's character. And she's very much... I guess she's the closest thing we have to an antagonist in this movie, even though she's really not. Why did I say Tony? It's an Oscar. I don't yeah. know why I said Tony. She won an Oscar for Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role. Um, oh, well-deserved, in my opinion. Yeah, they got nominated for several others. They won a Golden Globe, Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture. Nice. Uh, BAFTA Film Award, Best Leading Actress. I mean, she won tons of awards for this. And and I don't understand why it took me this long. Yeah. 
to well, fucking it's, watch it. It's like it. we were saying, you know, some of these movies get so overblown that you're like, it can't be this good. Well, and I'm one of those people that I'm like, if something's trending, I'm like, I'm not going to let it yeah. be a part of my life until it's well past that trending point, which is freaking obnoxious. I, but I, at this point, I refuse to see Avatar. I've never seen it. <laughs> I know that's my go-to here. No, but that's and I kind totally. Of what, you know, yeah, no, I don't. I don't blame you. We'll have to talk about that maybe on and, another. And, and that's kind of hypocritical because growing up, I was all about reading Marvel comics, mm-hmm. which were very much not cool at the time. See, and I didn't get mainstream. into it until it was way more mainstream, which is and then, super. And then hip, now, it's hypocritical, really. Now to, it's so mainstream mm-hmm. that people are doing what I do and are like, "Well, I won't watch it because it's cool," you know? It's well, popular. And I was, I like to say that I was a nerd back when it wasn't cool to be a nerd, but it's definitely like cool to be a geek or a nerd now. But back in the day, it was not. Oh, You'd get made fun of, and I did, in fact, get made fun of for being a geek or a nerd. But now it's like the it thing, and I'm all about it. <laughs> but back then, I was like the opposite. I was lucky. I was, I was big, and 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 male, so people really didn't give me much much crap for wearing an Iron Man shirt to high school. So, uh, I'm not sure where we're at in time. Do we have any more thoughts about Black Swan? I mean... I mean, just primarily, like, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, absolutely. It is... If you're a film buff at all, like, definitely give it a chance. It is a little twisted. It has well, some graphic for, stuff for, in it, but... For the... For being light on actual... Story? I, I, don't, I don't even know if that's fair... But, you know, there's not a lot going on except for what's in Nina's mind. and. But I have to say that some credit that I can give it is there's a lot of movies that I'll watch and I'll think, like, why was that scene there? There was not one scene in that movie that I could say that I felt that way about. No. Not I that think I can every think of. single moment belonged in that film, and and a scene never seemed to like with, with Jane got a gun. Yeah, there were a few scenes that you're like, okay, this is quiet for a little too long, and and that's probably what they were going well, the for. The suspense that they I, build I, up I, I to, it's like, come on, just. But with this done. one, it just seemed to really hit. It really yep. clicked for me, you know. For me too. Yep, I felt that same way about the. And, and I'm sure there's somebody out there that's gonna watch this and be like, "Well, that was awful," and that's just. <laughs> That's just statistics. Yeah. Well, that's just kind of how the human mind works, yeah. I think. But but if you want to watch something about how the human mind sometimes lets you down, <laughs> definitely watch. Or does you more harm than or good. Or does you more harm oh, than good. God. Definitely watch Black Swan. It's, it's worth it if you haven't seen it yet. I am one of the people who had my doubts about watching it, especially because I'd heard that there was some twisted shit in it. Yeah. I'm very happy that I went ahead and watched it finally after well, this long. And, and the way this episode panned out it's was... It's been like 10 years since it came out. I picked Jing Got a Gun uh-huh. because I like Westerns. You said we should watch Black, Black Swan. Swan. You yeah. know, we kind of we kind of compromised. No, I don't know compromise. We both had input on this one. Well, and I didn't want us to both watch something that we had both seen. I yeah, wanted us we've to already both seen watch something that we had seen. seen. Star yeah, Wars, yeah. 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 We wanted and to touch on stuff that she has done that was good still, other than the stuff that we already know she's done amazingly. And I don't regret a minute of it. No, me either. Both movies. Absolutely phenomenal. So uh, give it a chance. We're going to we put some more content out here soon. We've got a couple of videos we've recorded that we're going to post yeah, we up. Don't, we don't know where this is going to come in the in the 
video thing. I think as far as our next episode goes, we're going to try and get a guest on. That sounds great. We're Maybe we should, on it. uh, it'll honestly, we're going to have to kidnap them. Of course, throw right. them in a van and we, we should, we should them. find a person and see what they would like to do as a spotlight. Yeah. And do that. Yes. So we don't know what that is. We don't know that, what that'll be. We may announce it beforehand. I don't know. We're kind of lazy in social media. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Doesn't seem to matter, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. If you guys enjoy listening to us, just let us know, okay? Um, until next time. Until next time, I f- I've forgotten my sign-off. <laughs> I don't really, we don't really have a sign-off for this particular podcast. Yeah. Go check us out uh, at Geek Parenting peace. if you want to. We also do Geek Parenting podcasts with Sarah and James and sometimes Jocelyn. And Tui, if he ever decides to come back, he's been super busy. Go check out Watchtower Cafe's new location if you haven't yet. Buy some caramel. They also have awesome nerdy masks for sale. Oh, yeah. Which I've purchased for $15. They sell comics. They sell records. Comics, records. You can still go now, even with the pandemic going on. They just ask you to please wear a mask. They have very limited space if you want to sit there and hang out. They do. And their patio is open. Also, be respectful. Social distance, all that crap. But also... um, Buy some of their Tongan caramel, caramel, however you want to word it, but their caramel is fucking amazing. I use it in my coffee like a weirdo because that's just what I do. It's good. It's fucking good. (laughs) I just ran out. I had a buy one, get one deal last time I went in and I just ran out of the two jars I had. Now I need to go in and buy some more. Yeah. It's, I'm hooked. Like I can't not have it in my coffee. Is it 1588 still? 1588 South Main Street, Salt Lake City? Yeah, it's Main Street now rather than State Street. I think they just moved to Block West. I feel It's awful. a beautiful space. It's literally just next door to where they were already. But yeah. it's definitely more beautiful. Um, the, everything works the way it should, unlike the last location. So it's, it's pretty fantastic, yeah. guys. The, the drawback is there's much less space, but... It's the space they have looks and feels. Well, and the other drawback better. is the pandemic itself. Right. But they're at 1588 South Main Street, Salt Lake City. And uh, their hours kind of vary. So go ahead and feel free to Google that. But go in and say hi to Tui or Corey. Or I think some of their kids work there on occasion. Yeah. And buy some yummy coffee. They put, like, it'll take them a bit to get your drink made, but I promise you it's worth it. They're phenomenal what yeah. they do. It's an they art do for it them. fresh. They make all of their flavorings in-house. It's I'm amazing. pretty sure. Like and it looks pretty. Like their flavored syrups aren't the, the crap that every other place yeah, yeah, buys. Yeah, yeah. They make it. Well, and, and, and like, the... the and if you get anything with caramel, it's that Tongan caramel oh. that they specialize in. It's phenomenal. So go check you them out. You can just eat that stuff with a spoon. I honestly have. <laughs> I've also put it on apple slices because it's just that good. Nice. So go check them out and support local business. And wear a fucking mask so we can get over this. That's right. All right. We love you all. Deuces. Just what is it that